Okay, um, it's Friday, the, what is the date today? 17th of September, and we're discussing the book Sam's Letters to Jennifer by James Patterson, a different book for him. I had a hard time believing he wrote it, but he's the only name on there. So anyway, we can start see what everybody thought about the book where it's a small group so we'll take it from there and if anybody else comes in they can jump in and join in the discussion well i'll begin ruth ann's working her way over she read the book too and ron read it and barb read it um how do i start and and others if they haven't read it they've missed an outstanding book i've read love stories before Okay, I mean, I've read them. I've, I've read Love Story. This is the greatest love story, the true meaning of love, love lasts forever, that I've read. It's a wonderful book. You know, just the great love, Jennifer and Samantha was great. The tragedies Jennifer faced and Samantha. And I was fooled at the end as to who she married. I, I was guessing everybody but the guy... She did marry the secret marriage. It was a beautiful story. Ruthann, you want to say something? I'm not there yet. Okay. To what Ron or, or Barb have to say. Well, I thought it was tremendous. I really did. Um, yeah, I've read a lot of love stories, too. And I also read love story a long, long time ago, but I did. And, uh, yeah, it was that's an incredible love story. It really is. And I don't know, but what... I tend to wonder, Randy, if he might have somebody goes writing stuff like that because that just doesn't sound like James Patterson I have to agree with you but um, it was it was well written it was great it was a tremendous love story yeah and it had me fooled too Bob um, I wasn't sure um, who that would be and it kind of surprised me too of course the uh, you know the um, of course it ended well um, just, it just it was just well done well written it was a nice read. It was a fast read for me. Started it late last night. Quit because I got interrupted. Picked it up this morning and finished it. Let's see if we can get Barb on and you hear what she has to say. I, mean, I, I agree with Barb. I, I did not uh, guess who was the, the one she married, she, she loved. Yeah, that... I was really fooled by that, too. And this is just... I love this book, obviously. <laughs> I wouldn't have recommended it. I read it often, usually in the summer, because to me it's a summertime read taking place at the lake. And <clears throat> it's just, it's, I, I just, I have to agree, though. He must have somebody ghostwriting, because I know he's written other books. He wrote... Um, Suzanne's Diary for Nicholas and Breakfast Breakfast at Tiffany's and and now this one but they're just such different books for James Patterson and I'm not a big fan of him but this is my favorite of all his books and I I love the fact that there are two narrators I thought that just added to it listening to it on audio I thought this was a great book too I really enjoyed it and uh, I liked the two narrators and the um, the whole 
thing. I mean, you'd think Sam's letters to Jennifer, you know, it, I thought even the, the title was a little misleading. I, you, you didn't, it was, uh, you know, a grandmother writing to her daughter and uh, the love that she had for he, her, him and, and for her. And uh, the, the uh, when she hit it with, uh, I never really loved your grandfather, and and uh, went on to talk about, uh, you know, all of that and about the, her husband and everything. It was, uh, and, and the, the man that she, you know, truly loved. It was a very, very meaningful book. It was a, a very good book. I, I thought it was a very good book. And I must say that Sam did explain Charles. I have great sympathy for him. He was unloved. His father was a bum. You know, he went to see him in the bar, and he said, I'll throw you out of here. He didn't even think to listen to him. This is your, your son, mm-hmm. his, his son. The uncle in, in a party, how insensitive to tell him he's adopted. And Charles ran up and says, well, Charlie, we try to love you, but you're second to Peter, you know. And, uh, you know, I mean, and he was, he didn't trust anyone and he shouldn't have hit, uh, um, Samantha, Sam, he shouldn't have done that. But she, at the end, I think she said, look, I came to understand him. He had good qualities too, but he was, he was distrustful of everybody. And Jennifer, remember at the end when she said, I love Samantha, I love Danny, I love, she went down the list and I love, um, Grandpa Charles. You know, so although Samantha told her about him, um, she grew up with Grandpa Charles. And I'm not sympathetic. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not a Charles fan and think he's a hero. But I uh, but Samantha, in her kindness, allowed the reader to understand why he was that way. That's my feeling about it. One question I have: I seem to remember when it started. Randy's got a good memory here. The Jennifer was about 29, 28 or 29. Doesn't matter. But at the end, she said, I'm 35, doing a videotape to Sam, you know, to the, the, grand, the daughter. And I'm 35 now. Mommy's 35. And I said, boy, six years went by pretty fast because it looks like it's a summer. And then they got married, Brendan and her, but at the end of the summer. And, of course, they could have. And then, of course, he had the surgery and all that. That could have gone five more years. You know, he was in remission and so forth. I don't know. I was just curious. Yeah, I picked up on that too because it seemed like all that took place in one summer and it just somehow time they it didn't say at the end that it was years later but you know it is because she's talking doing the video and she tells her daughter how old she is in the video and So, yeah, I guess it didn't take place over one summer, although it seemed like it did. I thought that um, uh-huh. that her... I want to get later to the marriage, but I thought that her lover or whatever was um, Shep. And then later, the author says Shep had a wife. You know, he real near the end. Uh, I, I knew Brendan was his nephew. I didn't think Shep raised Brendan, but I thought Shep was a lawyer, uh, I didn't think it was Henry as much. Now, I'm not sure if Henry was the gardener or what. I didn't think it. And John would be the least guy because he, he, he was running the divinity school at Vanderbilt. But the question I have 
is I, I could see that she couldn't divorce Charles. Charles would have fought it. It would have ruined his reputation in that little town and hers, but it would have ruined his, and he would have fought it. He would have made her look bad. Yeah. But uh, after he dies, I, I don't get it. Now, some of you guys can explain it. Ruth Ann came from a small town, and uh, Samantha accepted his proposal, uh, you know, in the, in the um, oh, God, what am I thinking of? Where the telescopes are, what do they call it? <laughs> anyway, it was up, up for the telescope. I'll say it that way, senior moment, accepted the proposal. Then later, she talked him, he talked her out of it. We can't do it. And would the, would the people of that town think of it as like thorn birds? Or would it, they were both single. They did the right thing by their husbands and wives, and they got married. I, do, I didn't get that part. I thought they could just get married. Small town. Uh, he was a minister. Yeah, I, 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 I can understand that. Um, but you, you got you got to understand this small town mentality, uh, Bob. Um, everybody knows everything about everybody, and uh, you know, we we like it in God's country, but it, it has its drawbacks. Um, so yeah, that's that's right. And I think Sam was to be commend. I think it's commendable that she, uh, you know, uh, stuck with her marriage. I, I think that's really really a good part of the story. And gosh, I I enjoyed it so much. I. I don't know, Randy, if, if you heard me telling Bob earlier that I haven't had this computer. I got it in November and didn't know much about it at that time except that it was a computer. But that won't get any more of that. But I, um, I got into BARD here a while back and uh, got, got it set up so that I could download. And I decided the other day I was going to download a bunch of Jane Patterson books, which I did. And then, I, then when, when it came up last night that this was the, the book you were talking about, I thought, hey, I have that book here. I can read it. So I did, and it was just neat to be able to have the thing here and and read it and participate. This has really been enjoyable. Great. Randy, I think I see Carla in here. I'm sure she'll have some ah. insights we haven't thought of. I'm really glad you're here, Ron, and I'm glad you downloaded the book, and I hope you'll continue to come because we have some good discussions, and we read a lot of good books, a lot of different books that... I'm sure a lot of us, most of us, wouldn't read if it wasn't for these groups. So welcome. And Carla, Barb, any thoughts on this book? Well, I thought it was a fantastic audio production, and you'll be proud of me. I read uh, most of what I read without um, speeding it up this time because, you know, I wanted to to take advantage of hearing the quality of it. Um, I, I thought that... Um, the, the narrators were especially good. Um, the, they had the one lady's voice um, for Jennifer and then the one for Sam, and I think that was really good in the way they did the music. As, as for the story, yeah, it was okay. Um, I, 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 I enjoyed it. I, I don't know. I, I had a little diffi- difficulty with it, though, because... Um, I don't know, the, the cancer and the coma was getting to me because right now I'm going through with something with a dear friend of mine is, is dying of cancer and it's it's just it was just cutting too close to home for that and as some of you may have known, um, my brother was in a coma and he, he passed away several years ago and so it was bringing me back to things like that so it, it wasn't really easy for me um, reading this book for part of the time. But anyhow, I just, I just, um, I'm glad I read it though, and I, I like James Patterson too, and um, the character development was was also good in the book. 
but I too had some problems with some of the timelines. Oh, Carla, I'm sorry that you know yeah. uh, that you had to go through that part of it. That's the problem yeah. with these books; they they touch on real life, you know, and we've all had that happen to us in in books. Uh, yeah, that the, yeah, the timeline got a little weird there. Uh, it did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and thanks, Ron, for straightening me out. I guess in small towns, they would never forgive them, even after their husband and wives have died, if they got married. That was hard for me. I think Vanderbilt, if it's Vanderbilt University, it's in Tennessee, and they were in, why am I thinking Ohio? Maybe that's too far north. You, you, but, you know, if he had the move, that would be not good either. Um the people, I think, I think he treated all the guys fairly. Like Danny, she did love him very, very, very much. And uh, and Brendan, you know, you, you figured, oh, here's the new man in her life. That was easy to predict. But his bout with cancer was just terrible, you know, because he seemed like a really nice guy. And I guess he was in remission by the end, so he could do this this video. And Sam ha- has her daughter. Um, I thought the reader that did Samantha was outstanding. I like the Jennifer reader too. Mm-hmm. That's why she sounds so young. And I thought I thought she started when she was twenty nine or twenty eight, but no big deal. But then she did say, "I'm thirty five now." You know, so maybe the years went by. But I thought that uh, Samantha reader was fabulous. She really was good. I loved that. My grandmother was very kind lady, but boy, Samantha was pretty good. You know, I was lucky to have good grandmas. But never did we get that close as Samantha. And I didn't hate my grandmother. We just never... It was my grandfather who I loved. We we were close. Let me put it that way. But um, uh, I thought the reader that did uh, Samantha was outstanding. I did too. And um, Jen, the one that did Jennifer was good, but the one that did Samantha was my favorite. And I was very close with my grandparents on my mom's side. We lived with them for years, so I was very close with them. And um, whenever, what when you saw the title of this book, did you think it was? Because I know I said this title isn't what you think it is because when I first saw this I thought oh this is going to be probably a girlfriend a boyfriend writing letter a father writing letters to his daughter or a boyfriend writing letters to a girlfriend or something like that that was my first thought did you what what did you think that's a good question. I what flashed yeah. through is a book I liked, like Tuesdays with Maury, Mitch Album. I thought, okay, maybe. And I thought Sam was a guy. You're right, but I thought he was sick. Uh, that he he's in a rest home and he either writing her letters. I didn't think they'd see each other face to face because the letters, you know. I thought he died, and she's reading these letters about his life. But was I wrong, Samantha? You know. And uh, remember, um, he called her John, who really fooled me, I must say, because John even said, if I remember right, oh, Charles is a great guy. You know, he, yeah, we go golfing, and he's really a fabulous guy when he's madly in love with Samantha. It might have been before that, but he, he spoke highly of Charles. 
you know, uh, and they'd go golfing. So, yes, I thought uh, Sam had either died or was in a restroom, was a guy writing to Jennifer, who was an old lady. That shows you my lack of imagination. That was the only preconception that I had, um, was that Sam might have been a guy. That was the only thing that, and of course, I was I was wrong. And uh, it, made for, it did make for an interesting story. It really, really... I've got an interesting observation here, though. Seems that ALS is using a lot more um, commercial audiobooks now than they had, which is fine because they're out there. You might as well. The, the production's already done, so they might as well use them, and the readers are quite good. In this case, they were fantastic. I agree. Though I also agree that the, uh, that the young lady that did Sam was really super and uh, very good. I thought the music was a little distracting. But that's me being used to uh, NLS books all the time. Ruthann wants to talk, but I I think the future is going to be commercial audio, much as we love our narrators. You know, Roy Avers is dying now, and I I love Martha Harmon Party and all these guys. And Eric Sandville, some don't like him. I do. I think he's great. They're friends. You know, they go on lists with us. Ray Hagen is on the Bard list. He's been he's retired, but I think more and more I think NLS is finding it may be cheaper to get the commercial version. That's why whenever I suggested the book, I remember saying, "This isn't what you think it is." So you would start thinking, hmm, "Wonder what this is then?" You know, just because it was different, it really threw me at first too. But I liked that. I liked the grandmother writing letters to a granddaughter explaining her life and because she might not have been able to share the secrets with her in any other way sometimes talking about things like that is harder and it's easier to just write it like a journal and it's like you're sharing your journal with somebody but you're doing it in letter form so it's not as it's more personal and I I like that touch yeah, one of the things too is that uh, I thought that you know she was writing to help some or t- to help Jennifer, Jennifer. T- through her widowhood and uh-huh. everything too, and um, I, I thought it was good when the uh, her that the man was you know was, was fighting cancer and he decided that he was going to fight after a while and he uh, admittedly didn't tell anybody uh, that he was what was going on when he went and had the brain surgery at the Mayo Clinic and all that but I think that uh, one of the reasons he did fight was because of uh, Sam's uh, what you know she was going through and and I think she said in there someplace you know fight for him or or fight for fight you know this thing and 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 uh, he did. I, I, I don't know. I, I thought, too, that the man could have shared. But, you know, some people react differently with, uh, you know, bad diseases when they're, they're going to be dying and things. And, and I, I, I thought it was a beautiful, you know, the way he thought that she was trying to help uh, Jennifer get through her, you know, her widowhood and put life together. And, and also, I would, I, I think Sam said, this is your story as well as mine, uh, Jennifer. That's why I'm, I'm writing this because I'm letting you see these letters because mm-hmm. it's to help you. It's your story. And in many ways it was. You know, you know, uh, Danny was a much better husband than Charles. Some, uh, you could draw parallels, though. Mm-hmm. You could draw. I don't know. Um, I know some people, 
and I hate to do this with what Carla's going through, but my mom, for example, chose to die when we were out of the room. My sister and my niece were out of the room, and my brother-in-law, they were there uh, at the end. She was staying with them. And, you know, you, you think like Walter Brennan movies, you know, the whole audience, you know, I'm gone, I'm gone, and he talks for three hours in the movie. That's the movie. I, I don't, I, I, I want somebody to explain it to me why he just slipped away, because he could have died, and she wouldn't have known about it. There's another, you know, Danny died in Hawaii. He knew the story of Danny, and uh, she was a workaholic. That here she's, she is home. I'm not saying I don't. Everybody does it their way. I understand that, but it seems a little harsh. Cause, yeah, he. Li- I knew he was going to live when he did that, and then she tracked him down, and then the, the parents came, who she hadn't met. But what if, what if the author had said he died, but he'll always remember her and all that? I mean, that's a tough way to go. Yeah, but there wouldn't have been a story <laughs> then. Just think of the story we got. Wouldn't you love to have a grandmother like Sam? I know I would. Gosh, she was tremendous. Yep. And uh, let's see. There was... Oh, Randy, you you, got to tell you, you were going to be stuck with me because I'll be back. I really will. Uh, I will be back. This is fun. So uh, you can count on it. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, I agree, though. We wouldn't have had a story if... um, Oh, Brandon, Brandon would, had died. We wouldn't have had a story then, but also I don't know if Jennifer would have been able to recover from another blow like that. And I think that was, that would have just been too much. And yeah, I would have loved to have had a grandmother like Sam. I one of my favorite parts is when she's talking about she's um in one of the letters she reminds Jennifer of how sad Jennifer always was when they would she and her parents would go home at the end of the summer and until Sam gave her an old mayonnaise jar and had her put rocks and sand and water in it so she could take the lake with her. And I just thought that was neat. Yeah, that was. Oh, no, I, under- I understand that. That You know, we could have ended the story by having Danny live all, all his life, too. No, I'm, and I'm not being sarcastic there. I'm just saying that had he been able to do that, that would have been a really, because he didn't say, oh, she'll track me down. He, no. She'll... Right? I mean, he didn't say in his mind, he doesn't let the reader stream of consciousness, she'll track me down, and, and my parents will come, everybody will be there. He left, he, and he's made Shep promise not to do it, and she broke him down, Jennifer, was to her credit, you know, and, and it worked. Yeah, you're right, there wouldn't have been a story had they not finally fallen in love, gotten married, had the baby, you know, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful ending. But uh, I was just trying to, I'm trying to read Brendan also, he didn't want her to go to his apartment in Chicago. Something, he must have had a trouble with his ex-wife. And I thought, maybe she's around. I, I mean, I'm looking for plots. And I said, maybe he's got a girlfriend in Chicago. Why does it? And he said, no, it's dirty. It's, you know, I don't want you to see it. No, we're not going to see my apartment in Chicago. You know, <laughs> yeah, I wonder, wait a minute. Is that where he's taking us? That she's got a, he's got another girl stuck in Chicago. He's another Charles. Is that the parallel? 
Yeah, I see where you're going, and I, I was wondering about that too, and I, I kept thinking, okay, what's what else? Something's going to happen here. There's something sinister because James Patterson. You know, you you always think that James Patterson's writing these books about killers, and you know, and and you don't want to think that there's anything that's going to happen because this is such a beautiful story. But it, there was, it was just odd that he didn't want her to see his apartment in Chicago, and he made Shep promise not to tell her where he was and yeah at first I thought too that Shep was the secret lover that Sam had I couldn't figure it out when I first read this and actually I always forget who it is I always when I, I have to reread it again because I I always forget who who it is that ends up that she ends up secretly marrying for a while I thought it was Henry because and I don't think Henry's a gardener right he's just a friend but he was really upset when Jennifer uh, let me think took off with Brendan remember comes back and Samantha's in, in a coma and he goes you gotta get over there you gotta get over he, she's in room 12013 and I said that's Doc you know that's he's too and he, I'll follow you or you follow me and then he fades out, though. And John Farley never goes, to our knowledge, to visit her in the, when she's having the coma. Everybody else did. They sent flowers. They did this. They, they tried to get in. Uh, some people, you know, held back. But uh, it was really, I, I, I don't know. If you guys see clues, there probably there's some guys I know in these lists that said, I figured it out the first line in these clubs. They're amazing. But is there any clue? that John Farley was the guy. I, I didn't get it. And he was really into science. I was trying to, is he a doctor? Is he really a doctor? You know, the, or something? Because he was really into science. Well, he was a pastor. I know it, but he led the, he was a dean of the School of Divinity in, in Vanderbilt. He had yeah. a good job. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, a pastor normally is, is well, I'm not saying he's not a scientist, but this guy really followed the stars and the whole business. Yeah, you're right. But uh, the other thing is, um, is uh, y- you know, he did. He was at the hospital. Uh, he did show up at the hospital, uh, and because I remember talking to Sam, him talking to Sam or to uh, Jennifer. I remember that, but uh, we didn't hear from him very much until you know later. So that was interesting. It really was. But. Um, Henry, yeah, he was the gardener, and we really didn't. He was. He didn't really have too much to do with the story. He wasn't really very, very much involved. But he was. He was the gardener, and I don't think he really did too much. Wasn't John there the night she went? The night that Jennifer got the call and she went to the hospital from home. Wasn't wasn't um, John there with Sam and? Shep, I know Shep was the doctor, but I thought John was there that night, too. Yes, he was. And I apologize, John Farley. I don't remember that. Shep was a lawyer. He was a lawyer. The doctor was Max Weinberg or something, Wiseman. And he was rough on Jennifer, you know, with regard to Brendan. And, I mean, he was being a doctor. He, he leveled with her, you know. 
about what's going on and so forth. And same with Brendan's thing. He says, yeah, it's pretty bad. And he'll live from uh, three to five years. 30% chance, though, it's, you know, that surgery is very dangerous, you know. And that, there again, and again, I'm not critical. I, lo- I told you, it was a great love story. I loved it. Uh, but here he goes. He, he, he goes to um, Rochester, Minnesota, one day early. Now, do you tell me about this now? He prepares. He's going into surgery. He has, spends a night with Jennifer, but they don't do anything this time. They're talking till 3 in the morning. He gets up, and he's in there by 6 to take the surgery. And normally, with Mayo or any of these, you spend a lot of time testing. Now, you, one could argue that he's done that already, that he's done this, you know, and then God, as he called him, Adam, was, was going to do the surgery. It just seems really quick, but you could do anything in a book, I guess. Go ahead. Sometimes you do come in the morning. No testing, no pretest. Well, I think that that was probably done, maybe, but uh, they. No. I know you come in in the morning. But I, I mean, they probably had all the, sur- the surgery. And the then testing. the night before, they give you enemas and all kinds of stuff. You went depends, in the night before. Depends on the surgery. I mean. I'm, oh, okay. You know. Okay. Just curious. Anybody else have any? We haven't heard from Barb or. Well, Carla may not. Just want to make sure we're not hogging up the line here. Oh, I probably am, but that's all right. I've been accused of that a lot. Randy gave me this book, probably or told me about it a couple of years ago, and I downloaded it. But I started, ah, gee, you know, I read Tuesdays with Maury. I, I don't want to read it. But I'm glad she hung in there and uh, picked an outstanding book. And it's just the summer. It's crazy where people don't come. And, uh, uh, you know, let's hope those guys who didn't come will have read it because they're really missing a good book. Well, Alan had sent me an email, and he said he was going to be traveling, so he wasn't going to be here. But he, plain and simple, didn't like the book at all. He, He thought it was too sappy, and he thought that the narration was too sappy. He just... Basically, he didn't like the book. He said he's not a big fan of James Patterson, especially his newer stuff. And he, I think I'm paraphrasing it right. I can't find the email right now, but I know that he decided to read this one because it was an older book. And he just didn't like it. And that's fine. It'd be a boring world if everybody liked the same thing. So, but I'm glad everybody else enjoyed it as much as I did. Well, actually, uh-huh. I want to be careful here. Alan does not like James Patterson. He doesn't consider him a mystery writer. And I, I guess I'm not the reader he is. I do. And I, I like a lot of his books, not everyone. And I think he had a ghostwriter on this. This is just not him. And, uh, yeah, everybody has the right. A guy, you know, I, I remember one book. I won't get into the too detail, but where... Everybody liked it except one lady. She she says, I don't. You, know, you can't make me like it. And I said, oh, no, that's okay. But I can't see what you didn't like about it. I didn't like it. And that's okay. Well, there's nothing wrong with Sappy, let me tell you. There's not. And I just like a good love story. And uh, well, I, just, I can't believe that I I enjoyed it so much. It was just, just fantastic. I can't say enough about it. Just wonderful. And... Uh, Oh, you know, you got a tall order here now, Randy. I, this is the first one I've read. 
Yeah, tell Lori to deal. Now, what are you going to do next? <laughs> That's my next question. Yeah, I don't want to hog things either. I've been pretty long-winded here. I don't need to do that. Well, as many of you know, romance really isn't my favorite genre. And uh, sometimes, um, you know, I think I'd rather be reading something besides a romance, but... That's just me, you know, and uh, sometimes I'll flirt with the science fiction group or uh, um, fiction old new historical things, um, you know, uh, more. But And, and I, I, I like the length of this book, um, since I'm really not into romance. Some of the romances are too long, and um, I, I don't know, I'm just... That's just not my favorite genre, but this group's been good for me because it's broadened my horizon and and um, exposed me to more to more romances and compelled me to read them. Um, but you know, I, I won't say that this was my favorite book, um, but you know, I, I, I sort of enjoyed it. I'm, I'm not going to rave about it. Uh, but of course, I did say that the audio production was great. And I'm always listening for things like that, uh, the audio productions and, and how they do things like that. And the language of the book, of course, I listen to, you know, listen for things like that, too. And there were enough twists and turns to keep you interested. Oh, and absolutely, Carla. Even though I was, <laughs> I was an old teacher, I don't like too many teenage books. I really grow weary of the... I'm in love, I'm 15, I'm going to marry her. How old is she? 14. Or, you know, it's nonsense okay, to me. But there are other people that love it, that love teenage books. So, yeah, you're right. And I don't, I'm not a fantasy guy, but I support the fantasy book club. I mean, I, you know, I do all I can to market it. I liked Harry Potter, if that's fantasy. That was really good. That was fantasy. But I don't like all the, all the fantasy that comes up like stags become humans and humans become deer, yeah. stags. And all that, I just don't. And science fiction, I did read a book from their club, uh, too late. Right? But it, they didn't like it that much, and I wasn't crazy about it either, because it just ended. The bad guys won, you know, and I like the, the good guys to win. Anyway, let's see if Randy's got a book in mind here. I have to agree. I think James Patterson had a ghostwriter, because this isn't typical James Patterson. And I like different types of books. I'm not a fantasy person. I'm definitely not into science fiction. I get tired of teenage novels, too. But anyway, um, I'm reading a book right now. It's... So far, it seems pretty good. I'm not very far into it. I just happened to see it on Bard and um, downloaded it. It's called The House We Grew Up In, and it's written by a British author. At least, I'm pretty sure she's British because it takes place in England. It's about a family and... It's a family story about, well, let me try to pull it up here, but if anybody has any suggestions for books, I'm open. With my hearing, with my hearing, if the author either fakes a British accent or has a deep one, I'm out of luck. 
unless I can get in Braille with uh, Bookshare. I'm trying to read the trampoline, or I what is it? The, the girl one, on a trampoline. Or what is it? Girl on a trampoline. Whatever, but yeah. it's read by a lady. Either she's Australian or faking an Australian accent, and it, it's slow reading. And it's a teenage book so far, but I think they grow up. And uh, it's okay, but that's my view. But it doesn't mean I won't read it. It, it just means that I'm, gosh, I, you know, I, I dreaded when Martha Harmon Pardee turned, we went into the British thing. But we, I think in here we read one about the plague or something she read. Yeah. I got used to that a little bit. I finally took about half the book, and I was into the, her accent. Anyway, that's my view. But, but I'm not saying I won't read it. She's an excellent reader. She really is. She's good. I don't see. I'm, I'm probably talking on a turn here, but do you stay with more current authors, or do you, or do you go farther back? I've got a couple of really favorite authors that I really like, and I wonder if you've ever used any of their stuff. List the authors, Ron. Let's see how far you go back. Oh, Dick Francis. I love Dick Francis. Always have, and John Day McDonald. But he's gone now. But the Travis Travis McGee books were wonderful. And I just read the, the last one that he wrote before he passed away the other day because I hadn't found it yet before that and really enjoyed it. But, yeah, um, and, of course, Grisham. I love, I love John Grisham. There's a couple of interesting things. You talk about teenage books. He has a character that's a kid lawyer that's really good. I sort of like teenage books myself, I guess, being a, a teacher. And I really like coming-of-age books. A lot, um, you know, and people um, when they, they grow up and they're they're learning different things, and I like books where people reminisce back to their childhoods, and I like family dynamics and psychological dynamics and religious themes books, and and I like all of those books much more than romances. Sometimes I get tired of romance; I just grow weary of it, and I find it boring. Um, but I was wondering, sometimes in the science fiction group, they'll do anthologies. And I don't know if we've ever really done an anthology. Uh, one thing I like about anthologies, and I never finished um, 21st century science fiction, which is what the science fiction group did, just because it's so long. But some of those stories are good. I kept the book, and I just read them to fill in in between. Um, because um, I really like them. And, you know, it just happened to be a really long book. But sometimes I wonder if, if we'd ever, if we could ever consider doing some sort of an anthology, a book with shorter stories. Because one thing I find about books like that, if you don't like one of the stories and it's really getting to you, can skip ahead and maybe you'll like the next one better. And at least you could be conversing about a lot of the book, even if you don't read every single story. I'd worry about length. I'm doing that with 20th century mysteries, is it? Yeah. I don't read the whole book. I, I, I get in the mood for a short story, and I read it. Um, John Hoke. Is it Hoke? Pope? What's his name? Read that? The, the bear? That read. Uh, oh, anyway. You'd know his voice. John Hoke? Yeah. Is it, it, no, Polk. Pope. Isn't it? Polk? P-O-L-K. Um, he, he reads them. But, I mean, I see there, because you can skip around. You're right. But I worry about length. Some of these are, too, are very long, but I'll, I'll leave it to you guys. Let's decide something. Well, the book that I am reading now is called The House We Grew Up In. It's DB81292. It's by Lisa Jewell, 
J-E-W-E-L-L, and it's narrated, Bob, you don't have to worry about any British accents, it's narrated by Mayor Trevathan, and it's 11 hours, and from, and it's about a, a woman, it goes back and forth between the 1980s and 2000. 11, anyway, a few years ago, and the woman, Lorelei, is, um, she's always been eccentric and a little odd, and the oldest daughter is the one who is one of the narrators, and she, she's the main narrator from what I can tell so far and she goes she and her daughter go back to the house after the mother dies after Loyale dies and something happened one Easter that drew the whole family apart that ripped them apart and Megan the older daughter is the one that goes back and apparently everybody else gradually comes back and there's something that happened and they're they're reliving the past and trying to resolve things apparently i'm not that far into it but like i said i downloaded it because it it looked good it looked like something different and it's not it's narrated by one of the NLS narrators so it's not a British accent or anything and it's DB81292 it's 11 hours okay I, I think I've we read a book like that too, a, a family with secrets and mother and they were and father were separated but it's it doesn't mean that I don't want to read this one I, 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 I see the plot there's always a family with secrets that they keep to the bitter end and then we read about it. I, I don't care. Whatever guys want to do here. 81292. I can't suggest anything different. Okay. Really. Yeah. Remember, it's novel ideas. Novels. Yeah. So you're reading the... She's finishing the Kennedy women. And that's well, no, true, I finished that. True stories. 41 that, hours. It was a good book. I'll strangle for you. 41 hours. No. I want to read that one, but I haven't read it yet. Into the family. Go ahead. Carla Hayes. Yeah. It, it kind of brings the women into okay. the family, and it, it, in, in those early okay. days, it was looked. You okay. can kind of see why people are the way they are okay. after reading the book. Anyway, I've, I'll vote for. I'll back to chairman unless someone has a book that they okay. really. But but certainly, Carla, we haven't heard from you as a as a host on some of these. When we do, they're always good. So you guys are good readers. I usually barely can keep up with what is being offered by the book clubs. Well, I'm probably not going to be with you next time as if it's on the 15th. I fear it is, uh, you know, that or the 16th, I guess it would be, of October, because I'll be heading off to the Pennsylvania Council of the Blind Convention. If my, if I find that I can leave my mother, you know, I'm taking care of her. She is getting stronger, and I'm, it's my desire to go, but if I can't, I can't. Um, and unfortunately, this sounds like one of those books that I would really like. I, you know, it would be refreshing to get away from romance. I like 
uh, retrospectives and families and going back stories and reliving stories and jumping back and forth stories. So it sounds like a good book, and I, I feel sad if I can't be with you, but it does sound like a good book. And I promise you I will um, suggest some books in the future, too, because, um, you know, I, I enjoy suggesting books to the group, too, but I haven't been able to be um, doing a lot of reading with all that's been going on in my life right now. Well, I hope you can go to the convention, because that means your mother's better, and, uh, of course... Randy, let's do that book, 81292, and we'll get rolling on it. Yeah, that's the DB number, 81292. Okay, I don't have any other (laughs) ideas, so looks like that's it. And Ron, I hope you'll join us again. It was nice having you and Barb and Carla. Good discussion. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Well done. Well, I certainly plan to, and thank you for that. And Carla, you might enjoy uh, an author that my wife's been into here lately, and that's Karen Kingsbury. Have you tried her? She's pretty good. Uh, no, I haven't. You'll have to tell me more about her. And also, I would like a repetition of the book one more time, because even though I don't um, think I'll be with you, I may read the book, because it just sounds like my kind of book. It's um, The DB number is 81292, and the author is Lisa Jewell, J-E-W-E-L-L. And Ken Kingsbury has several several series going. Uh, they are uh, the books have a religious theme, family family stuff. Um, really, really well written. Um, no real violence, but uh, nice, good, good, well written stories. You might want to check that out. She's pretty good. I read one of hers. I think it was. It was about 9-11, Tuesday morning, I think it was. Yep, that's it. Okay, um, who's this author? How do you spell her name and everything? Could you repeat the author? Because she sounds like she writes my kind of books, too. Well, I guess I understand your question. It's Karen, common spelling, at Kingsbury, K-I-N-G-S-B-U-R-Y, Kingsbury, which is also common spelling, kind of. But she's really, really good. Nice, uh, well-written stories, and, and she's got quite a quite a, a, a raft of I think there's about 43 books from her so she she would keep you busy for a while if you got into it yeah I think there was one Angels Walking um, there's a few I was going to look them up too and read some of them I believe there's 43 of them in the, in the Bard wow she's a Christian writer I don't like to read a lot of that but once in a while I'll read one I think she'd uh, I think it's really, she's not real preachy, so it might be pretty good. Yeah, I have a couple friends who really like her books. Well, I really like the religious novels, you know, the religious-themed ones. I like them so much more than romance. Sometimes I just get so sick of love stories. I don't know why. I just I just get sick of love stories sometimes, and I, I'm just so refreshed when there's something else, like a, a family.